0: Are you feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100k and beyond then welcome to the six-figure designer podcast i'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself get great clients and finally break through that five-figure ceiling So, hey, everyone, I wanted to tell you in my last episode, I actually talked to you about a huge win for a coaching client of mine, a designer who was able to secure a $96,000 design fee. is so exciting, right? A $96,000 design fee for her business. It was the biggest one she's ever gotten, five times more than uh, any design fee she's ever charged to date. And one of the things that I wanted to dive in today is, how did she get that opportunity how did that opportunity even present itself and come her way so first of all that opportunity came to her from a builder and so i want to stress the importance of referral sources now we everyone always says that they get all their projects from referrals which makes perfect sense in this industry but if you are new in the business, or you don't have any referral sources, or even because we're going to talk about this as well, even if you're an established business and you're not working your vendor contacts, that is number one what you need to be doing. If you have to take time from posting on social media and doing all of that, I'm going to tell you that these personal connections will be an, an crucial in terms of growing your business because nothing takes the place of this when you advertise and when you put things out on social media you're just assuming you know you're hoping it's a hope approach that you're going to be seen by the person who's the perfect client or the perfect referral source at the time that they're scrolling and that they have a need So do you see how you have to have all those planets aligned for something incredible to happen? So I want you to be thinking about how can I start working my industry sources, such as builders or realtors or building managers? What about your tile people, your paint, your painter, your countertop person, even your showrooms? Furniture showrooms, fabric showrooms, wallpaper showrooms. I can't tell you how many referrals come from those sources. And the beauty of that is that they are also going after the same client that you're going after. So you already know that that effort makes so much more sense, right? Because you're already, you know, you've already narrowed the field of who they're looking for and who they're working with. And if it's the same type of client that you want, then that's the type of people that you wanna be building those relationships with. So back to my designer, she had gotten an opportunity from a builder for this 12,000 square foot um, new build. And that's how the opportunity came to her. But even before that, now the next question is gonna be, how did she get to that builder? and this is really interesting. So she is in my high level mastermind group and one of the things that we've been working on is really um, marketing to the right people, right? And so one of the techniques that we've been talking about and that I encouraged her to do is what I call the reactivation campaign. And the reactivation campaign means Who have you done business with in the past or had a connection with in the past that you haven't heard from or spoken to or seen in quite some time? And she had started to put a list together of those people. And she was like, listen, I really like these builders. Uh, She gets a lot of uh, referrals from builders. And she said, I really like these builders. They're doing amazing work. Um, we really hit it off. They have great clients. I just haven't had an opportunity with them in a couple years. And I was like, okay. So, this particular builder was one of those people that she hadn't done something with in a couple years, but she really liked them. She loved the approach, she said they're a great company. Um, they have great projects, they have great clients. And so she reached out to this builder and said, Hey there, um, it's been a long time since we've seen each other. Would really like to just reconnect. We had such a great time, um, you know, on so and so's projects, and I'd like to catch up and also just reconnect. And um, you know, maybe we can start working together again. That person emailed her back and said, "Hey, I'm going to be at such and such meeting. Let's let's see if we can't if we can hook up." They were at the same meeting, but for whatever reason, they could not connect at that meeting. It was a busy um, networking meeting. But afterwards, after that meeting, she emailed the builder again and said, oh my gosh, I saw you from across the room at the meeting. I'm so sorry we didn't get a chance to connect there, but hey, what do you think about us, um, you know, meeting in person, maybe going to lunch, grab a cup of coffee. Again, so we can continue our conversations about possibly working together. And he said, I would love that. They set up a meeting um, and they talked through, you know, kind of reconnected. And then a day or two later, she got the call. Hey, I have this project. I think you'd be perfect for it. Why don't you contact this client? So that is how that came about is through a reactivation campaign, through a way where it was something they had, someone they had already had a connection with. So we'll consider that a warm lead, right? So it makes it so much easier when somebody already knows you or knows your name or you've made a connection. So-and-so told me to contact you. That moves that trust process so far down the line. It keeps everything, it's going to get you more of a response. And so that warm lead, as she continued to follow up, so she didn't get that connection at the meeting, but she still sent a follow-up email afterwards. And that's what cemented, you know, that connection. So I want you to be thinking about who do you know that you could be reaching out to to reconnect with? And then how can you make sure that you're following up with them? And that's as simple as that. I mean, there's so many people that you know in your sphere of influence. Whether it's builders or even friends or colleagues that connect you, that can't connect you to a builder or a realtor or someone that's a great connection for you to get to know. So why don't you put your thinking cap on and I want you to write down 10 names of people that you could be reconnecting with in some way. And then I want you to start contacting one a day. That's it. Just contacting one day. And I bet you you're going to start to see some activity happening. There is um, a couple other techniques that were involved in this process, and I think I'm going to do those in a few other episodes. I don't want to overwhelm you with too much stuff, but I want you to think about 10 names of people that you could connect with or reconnect with. And they could be industry people, meaning your painter, Your counter person, your cabinet person, they could be a builder that you worked with in the past. They could be a realtor that used to refer you great projects. It could be a client that's referred you projects in the past, but multiple projects. Think about those 10 names, write them down, start connecting, and let me know what happens, what magic happens after that. Okay, I'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my Design Business Bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures stat.